Common sense is not so common. And in an era where global uncertainty is rampant and government is out of control, this is the show making sense of all the madness. Broadcasting live from the Arizona desert, you can't dodge the Hodge. Here's your host, Dave Hodges. Hi, Dave. Welcome back to the program. Well, I'm glad to be here uh, in these very interesting times. Yeah, I have a ton of questions for you because I know you have been talking to intelligence and, and military, and you have so many sources. And, you know, of course, we're all trying to figure out what's going on, but you have been given, well, you've been on top of it. And obviously, we have to take, we have to be really careful because we're not sure how much is 100%. And the plans change too, right? Yes. But you have some good information to share. And, um, I think it's uplifting, actually, with everything that we're seeing with the censorship. Could you, could you talk about what you have been doing over the last few days to collect information that you were able to share? Well, um, I've had uh, literally oh, a couple dozen conversations with people. Um, some I haven't talked to for a while. Uh, the events of the day are bringing people out of the woodwork, as they say. And uh, I've um, been introduced to new people from old sources who are telling very interesting stories about what Trump is going to do. Um, I, th I, I think I know his plan pretty well, but I also think his plan could be a house of cards. And uh, I, I, he's trying well, to. Isn't he, it true that? Well, I was going to say, isn't it true that any plan when we're at war? I mean, this is a communist takeover right now. I mean, my site was just taken down. Um, I'm getting it set up in another country. It's happening to all of us. All the other platforms are down. They're working to get back up. Bit, luckily, BitChute has been dealing with it for a while, so they're they're up right now. Um, but all of us are. And I know. So we are at war. I know. Uh, so, so a house of cards is, is always the case when we're at war. But can you talk? I don't want to cut you off, but I had to say that so people understand. When you say it's a house of cards, that's why. But talk about what you've learned. Well, I've learned that uh, the president is uh, working with foreign entities to assist him. And uh, he's had to, because the minute he gains the upper hand, Pelosi and friends will call in the UN and um, parts of NATO. And he's been talking with uh, Putin. Putin has been trying to get Iran to stand down. And Israel will come to the United States aid if Iran denuclearizes. Trump has promised that if he remains in power, he will declare under Executive Order 13959, he'll declare China to be an enemy and call them a belligerent nation, and no trading will be allowed with China under the Trading with the Enemies Act, and the trading will be redirected in large part to Iran in exchange for their cooperation. Now, overthrowing the mullahs 
is probably part of the deal. Putin has been brokering this deal. Uh, this would also put Turkey and their troops on our on our on our land. And you know it's really interesting. There was a statement in the media, well maybe six weeks ago, two months ago, that the Turks said if Donald Trump needed help, they'd be happy to come in. It's kind of interesting how they tip their hand, but so the players in this whole scenario, um, foreign scenario, is happen to be Russia, Turkey, Israel, and Iran. And Trump also uh, domestically and also um, across uh, foreign lands has 40 generals that I've been told that support him and that they're ready to um, come to his aid when he drops the hammer. So that's, and Trump is going to use, uh, what is it, Executive Order 13848, 13959, and uh, the Insurrection Act. So, and he has not invoked the well, Insurrection Act. There's a rumor out there now. Today he did that. He has not done that yet. Yeah, that's my understanding. Because uh, I had General McInerney on, and he said the same thing. He could not confirm that the Insurrection Act was actually initiated. And when he does initiate it, he will be doing it and uh, taking over the airwaves so he can do it. don't know how that's going to work. Um, but... I also want to talk to you and ask you about China because my understanding is, is that they want war with China and Trump didn't want to bring in another war. And part of the reason why they're so, the, the chiefs of staff, the military industrial complex wanted war with China and Trump didn't. But I do know that a lot of the Democrats and the British and the people who are, are behind taking over this country um, want to work with China. So it's, I, I'm a little confused as to the war with China, even though, you know what I'm saying. James Comey took voting machines and sent them to China. China rebranded them and sold them back. To act a war, they've engaged, um, that's 13848. They've engaged uh, in foreign interference in an American election. And that can also bring on the Insurrection Act as well as martial law. China um, is foolish. They, China's already been told this. Trump has complete support from the submarine fleet. Some of the submarine fleet has been given um, independent autonomy to determine when to fire nuclear missiles on China. And that's when China's perceived to be crossing our border. And there's an operating scenario right now that says that uh, China will start trouble with um, Taiwan, um, Hong Kong, possibly South Korea and Japan. And the United States will come to their aid. And to tie up as much of the United States forces as they can, they'll come across the Canadian border as well as the southern border. If that happens, China's getting nuked. But there's also a school of thought out there that says that China doesn't care. <laughs> China would be just as happy taking over North America, killing every person in it, and claiming this for their own and moving everything here. They feel that they can be self-sufficient mm -hmm. with North American resources. They would also be the king of water, which will be the new oil, 
with true north moving it's caused ice cap melts and fresh water is abundant in Canada and within the next five to ten years Canada will be the leading exporter of water in a planet that's water starved so China wants this so, piece and I want to say this too to the Canadian people listening please hear me clearly you will be exterminated the same way as Wee Fang and the two defense ministers before him have promised to do to America because they want your resources. You have been sold out by your government and they will exterminate each and every one of you if they can. And the Canadians need to act accordingly. Yeah, I think you're right with that. That's very sad, but I think you're right. What do you think is our time on this because if Trump doesn't move, we, he cannot protect the country. One thing that General McInerney said is, is that Trump has an oath of office. If he doesn't protect the country with this information, with the fact that the country is being taken over by a communist, they want to put us into a communist technocracy type regime. And there's obvious foreign interference. It's an obvious coup. If he does not go forward and protect the country, then he's actually committing treason and not doing his oath that he has committed under, you know, as the president. I would agree with that. But if he didn't act, there'd be no one left to prosecute him. In other words, the other side wants this. The other side is owned by China. In fact, it's so bad that there is a plan B to the plan A I just gave you involving those four nations. Plan B is a Texas secession from the Union because they will not capitulate to Ocasio-Cortez's Green New Deal because they're oil rich. And so they will leave. Um, in this plan, the governor of Texas, who's a communist Chinese ally, he will be deposed and Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, will take over. And there's speculation I've heard that Trump will be the executive head of Texas. And the, some of the base commanders, if not all of them in Texas, have agreed to support this move militarily. Now, what is your belief that it is that Plan B is Plan A at this point? Well, Plan A is the preferred option. They're, if these 40 generals align and they put, say, seven to 10,000 troops each in the 18 blue cities to stop the rioting, and they move on key installations and seize them, um, and they seize the voter information, and they have military tribunals in which people will be tried for election fraud as well as treason because communist China's involved, that is the preferred plan. But these 40 generals also have to believe they're going to get foreign support because they're soon going to be outnumbered. The um, Obama forged an agreement before he left office, he and Kerry. And it, it allows the United States as one of 29 signatories to bring in foreign entities to restore peace and tranquility. And these generals know they would soon find themselves to be outnumbered. This is why this deal in um, Europe and the Middle East is paramount to Trump staying in office. 
because foreign troop support would be needed. My understanding, even if, let's say that the generals fold and they get nervous and the Texas plan works, my understanding, and General McInerney, I asked him straight out, if we are taken over, how long, I mean, are we going to be exterminated, people like me and you? Me and you, meaning the general, he says, yes, they will exterminate us. If they're exterminating people off Twitter and they're treating us like they are everywhere, they're essentially exterminating us now, mm-hmm. they will be doing that for real very quickly. And with the plan B, even if it's Texas, what happens to the other people in the other states? California might join Texas. And the reason I say that is because <clears throat> forces are amassed at Nellis Air Force Base to invade California. I know about it. Paul Preston knows about it. <clears throat> um, Paul Preston's people in New California were asked, in the event of a calamity such as this, would their people be ready to take over the reins of California government? This is the beginning of the Civil War because I can't see Biden-Harris sitting back and just allowing that to happen. And it's really the conservatives' notion of CalExit. Um, and Gavin Newsom's in big, 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 big trouble. Big trouble. And um, if California's taken over... And why do you say that? Well, because, just first so of all, know. he's done he's done so much dirty business with the Chinese. He's embezzled yeah. with and for the Chinese. Um, he has misappropriated federal disaster funds. Uh, for the fires. Uh, there's evidence linking him uh, to willful complicity with the fires. In other words, uh, like Paradise and Newsom's office was part of this, as well as Pelosi, Schiff, and some of the others. And this was a communist Chinese operation in part. And the speculation even says, and, and this gets really convoluted. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to make this really simple. The U.S. Space Force was a secret space entity. Trump didn't create anything. He just brought it out in the open and then got better funding, and he wanted complete control over it. And that's because there's a second secret space force that's out there in which the communist Chinese are participants as well as people who we'd normally label globalists. And if you want to know about the directed energy weapons and where they came from to start the California fires, I just told you. It's the second secret space program. It wasn't uh, directed energy weapons from planes. It came from near-Earth orbit. And these two forces out in space oppose each other. Um, My dad used to work um, with an admiral, and they were the first ones to rewire ships in the Navy like the Roosevelt Carrier uh, to accept the first nuclear weapons. The son of this admiral, who I've known since I was three years old and we were on bases together as kids, he was in the secret space force. He's now um, in a different capacity. Um, And in my age, and we talk a lot, and he tells me there's going to be a war in space. A war in space. Mm -hmm. And that That war could determine in part what happens here on this planet. Now, I don't know what your sources know about this. I'll I'll just go back very quickly. I hadn't planned to go down this avenue, but I had to be quiet about this. My dad was, uh, did R&D for the secret space program with captured German scientists in theoretical physics model. 
and um, I have some recollection of events that were just striking because my dad was so worried about the CIA infiltrating his work he got permission to actually bring some of the Germans under guard to our house and then my mom would usher us out of the house we used to get the visits from Secret Service every six months do you know what your dad does and that continued for me until I was in college in 1984 and this was oh gosh probably 15 years after he left the service directly he um, told me he said I got about a year left to live so in 84 85 he told me everything that was coming he said the Nazis have really won the war and he said they've all made that very clear to me when we reverse engineer them and he said their physics was two to three hundred years ahead of what we had and he told me about the suppressed technology wow. and how Tesla technology which was the uh, hyperdimensional physics so to speak was where we should have gone as a society but we stayed with Newtonian three-dimensional physics and now we're starting to see strides naturally coming about with Tesla technology yes and and uh, people it, figuring it out on their own yes but see this advanced technology is in space and it's not just about orbital platforms there but there are massive weapons platforms out there on both sides I was invited because of what I knew and I couldn't go public because my dad told me if you go public not only might they kill you he said if you go public and it's early on in the game they'll come in and they'll take uh, your mom's pension that I've earned the two pensions one in intelligence community and one for the Navy and she'll be without and he was very very explicit that I could not go public but I did develop private sources. Vance Davis, formerly of the NSA, knew about the secret space program, was involved with it in NATO when he was assigned to NATO as an attache. And my uh, friend, the late Bill Pollack, same thing. So I was invited to a conference in 1997 where Edgar Mitchell and uh, Ken Arnold and some other astronaut types, scientist types, were there. We all had to sign a non-disclosure agreement. I kept wondering, why the hell am I here? Because these guys know a lot more than me and we all told our own story and mine was certainly just secondhand but I got to see when I was there war games in space and I mean legitimate war games formations of ships now you couldn't make out the craft outline it was too distant but you could see lights and you would see lights form v-shape patterns much like you'd see with jet wings today like the Blue Angels and they would move on each other but no one was being damaged so you assumed it was a war game I saw that in 1997 and so I've known about this and I was told at the time that there are two groups up there one's the good guys and one's the bad guys the CIA is with the bad guys along with the other people I mentioned so and to bring this forward Trump has two aces in the hole and no one's talking about the secret yep. space program but I'm telling you I know for a fact that they're involved in this they were the ones that delivered the direct energy weapon to the AT&T building in Nashville uh, that was a directed energy hit they put the van or the RV on the ground with the warning and they did it on Christmas to minimize civilian casualties but they were trying to disrupt Dominion command and control for Georgia in the upcoming election and they weren't entirely successful well because people were in a, they knew what was going on. It was a little bit broader than that. Uh, but let me ask you, does um, 
this also have to do with okay the Nazis because I Jesse Zaboder who I interviewed quite a bit says that this this is really a Nazi plant too. So I'm hearing it from people. I'm hearing it from you. I'm hearing it from her. Which you guys are completely different sources. You know, totally from different perspectives. And and I and then General McInerney actually kind of hinted at that too when he said that they're using the um, playbook of the Nazis. It's just a total script playbook. So I'm hearing it. Okay. Now how does this tie into the British and their? Um, because I'm also hearing that that it's really the uh, city of London and that they're the ones organizing all this. And, um, but it's also this globalist cabal Satanist network. Well, you're talking the city of London is not exclusive of this cabal. They're part of it. In fact, they're a major part of it. You might even call them yes, command that's and control. I'm, yeah. That's what I'm asking. Um, yeah, they're very much a part yes. of it. In fact, what's gone on with uh, Italy and the interference in our election was directed by the city of London. You're absolutely correct on that. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Well, and that, and that might be why. Yeah, and that might be why they took down my site because I've been, I had some stuff up there about the city of London. They didn't, or the, the Italy thing. Anybody that has that Italy, uh, I, I had a report down by Susan Bradford on the Italy. I also reposted the Obama the interview that uh, Maria Zach did because she's the one that brought the information forward with Obama and because all the platforms are taking that down because that is evidence that, that that's going on. Now, how does this tie into the Vatican, the blackout at the Vatican? I have some sources telling me that the Vatican was was has fallen. Don't know if it's fallen. They couldn't confirm it, but that's what they're um, Well... <laughs> Let, let's start on the other side of the world and work our way back because um, first we have to consider what happened in Pakistan. Pakistan went into blackout and the reason okay. it did is because China discovered this multi-level plot that I'm unveiling for you and we've only touched the surface. And China was saying, okay, U.S., you think you're going to take control of the world's economy and declare us a belligerent nation and take trade away from us? and give it to Iran and possibly North Korea, because North Korea, they're working on flipping North Korea as well, too. And uh, they said, okay, well, we're going to show you. So um, China and Pakistan had entered into a plot to attack India. And India has been the recipient of a lot of siphoned off Chinese business. And India can't stand China, can't stand Pakistan. They're, they're mortal enemies. Yep. And uh, there was thought that Pakistan would be used in a first strike first nuclear strike against India so Pakistan was taken down and that was the first step in this domino because China knows what's coming in fact if you even look at the words of Nancy Pelosi she knows what's coming Trump is unhinged he can't be allowed to have control of the nuclear arsenal who will he use it against and he she said words that affect to Leslie Stahl in the 60 Minutes interview and I'm thinking Leslie why didn't you ask her who's he gonna nuke House of Representatives, your house in the Bay Area, take away your ice cream by nuking it. What's he going to do? But this was allowed to be a standalone comment what did that she went say? unchallenged. Uh, Leslie Stahl just let her rant. Okay. Leslie Stahl did not challenge. She's terrible. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. The, the interview was two parts. The first part was say anything you want about Trump and we won't challenge it. We'll let it stand as fact. 
and Trump will actually nuke something if we let him keep <laughs> control of the nuclear football. I mean, that's basically what was stated. Then this is really telling, and this is kind of off our track, but Leslie Stahl, out of the blue, said, you're 80, your number two is 81, and your number three is 80. Why aren't you grooming younger leadership? And then Ocasio-Cortez's name came up, and I go, uh-oh, CBS and the establishment is supporting the extreme radical fringe of the Democratic Party, along with the, the climate oh, yeah. change crowd. And this is, they're, they're kind of signaling, your days are numbered, Nancy and Chuck Schumer. That that's, was really came through loud and clear. And then Nancy got, um, she was confronted for being an obstructionist with a stimulus. Uh, Leslie Stahl asked her, why don't you have the stimulus bill done? Why, why did it take months? Oh, the Republican um, obstructionist. And Leslie Stahl said, well, you're an obstructionist. You obstructed this. Wow. And But see, anything that had been said previously about Trump, though, was allowed to stand. And then this interview turned into a hit piece on Nancy Pelosi after they got away from Trump. It was it was it a really very tells cleverly, you a lot, doesn't it? It I went and watched it well, again, and it was a very cleverly done plot. And so, if the average ignorant person's agent. watching this, they're going, "Yeah, Trump, he he's be taken out of office for he nuke somebody." But then on the other side, yeah, the, these old Democrats, they got to go. They got to go in favor of the new ones, like Ocasio Cortez, whose name came up in the interview. Well. I think she's always been there and lifted by them as their little darling because she came onto the scene and within a month she's all over the media and next thing you know she's leading the party. She's the youngest yeah. one, has no seniority, can't possibly have political clout with anybody, but the media turned her into somebody. You, well, you know it how doesn't she was work discovered. that way. Do you, you know, know how she that. was discovered, Sarah? Uh, yeah, she did an audition. Yeah. Before she was discovered, she used to frequent nightclubs and do wet t-shirt contests. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> and the social justice Democrats, th this is really a true story. I've actually written about this. The social justice Democrats, headed by Bernie Sanders, two ex-staffers, went out to create the most radical Democrats that they could find. And what they did for a few elections with the House is they targeted centrist Democrats. So Ocasio-Cortez replaced a centrist Hello. Democrat. Yeah. Can you hear me? I, yeah, I dropped you just for a second. Oh, that's interesting. I, got, I didn't want yeah, this yeah, out. That was weird. But anyway, quiet, like... Bernie San this is Bernie Sanders' intrusion into the Democratic Party to bring on the biggest radicals that most represent his views. And he used his two ex-staffers and they were called the Social Justice Democrats. And they went out and, used, like you said, they held auditions. But she was a slime ball. I mean, she's not the kind of girl that a fine, upstanding young man would take home to their mother. And uh, they, <laughs> I'm well, just she serious. she has a lot of money. She came. Yeah. I know. I, she, you know. She graduated from a good university, but then did nothing. So she probably was just a spoiled brat that uh -huh. didn't have a work ethic. I don't know. But she, there she is. And then the media created her. Because as you know, when you go into any environment, it takes a while to work up clout and a position well, and respect yeah. of others. doesn't happen overnight. So they created that in the media. 
and they're creating this, and she's just a front for whatever the hell they're doing. And she has. They created. Explain what they're doing. It's, they did this in three election cycles, two years apart, and they unseated many, many centrist Democrats. Now, the elections that the Social Justice Democrats ran in 2020, they won 93% of them. And now they've crossed over and they're running against Republicans now. They've stopped the internal purge of the Democratic Party, and they're branching out and trying to take down Republicans. And I'm just starting that. I expect in 2022 with the voting machine problems, which will never be corrected under the Democrats, that they'll even get more seats. But what we are seeing here... We will yearn one day for the good old days of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. What's coming behind them is as scary as Stalin, Mao, and Hitler, and I am not over-exaggerating. Well, but is it here now? That's the question yes. that, I mean, it, that's what people think it is. Yeah, let's he, put it this way. That's what General McInerney thinks. Hybrid is here now. The pure... Stalinist evil of purges is not quite here yet. Um, look what they, I'll just give you an example. So you don't think we're going to be purged yet? Depends. If they're, this is, this is my hesitation. There are two distinct competing forces for the Democratic Party. This is classic history. In 1917, the uh, the czar and his family were murdered and there was a revolution and then the revolutionaries turned on themselves you had the white russians versus the red russians the bolshevik revolution yep what we are seeing right now is 1917 out with the old you know christian conservatives out with the old in with the new but the new is extremely radical to radical and that will be a source, I believe, of a second revolution that'll be very, very bloody. First, they have to take care of us. And once they've taken care of us, then they will turn on each other. It's classic Russian history, yeah, repeating I can, itself. I can see that. So now let's get back to... The fact that the you say the Nazis didn't lose the war, they essentially came over here and took over. And when it, they went into hiding, though, they did it discreetly. Well, look what um, they did here so in America. What, who ran what, our space program? A Nazi. Who 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 set up yes. who set up DHS? A Nazi. Guy that ran the East German Stasi was paid five million dollars. Um. I could give you example after example after example. My father was horrified when he was coming across ex-Nazis in key positions in the intelligence community. Horrified. And my dad was naval intelligence, by the way. So he would come across these people, and they were ex-Nazis. And, and he, he, he was thinking, well, see, we lost 600,000 men to put these bastards in office, to put them in key positions in our government. They won the war in that regard. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I, I've heard that from many sources, that this is their playbook, and they're running the same playbook. The, uh, the takeover of the Capitol was like the Rockstag, Rockstag fire, 
and that they're using all those playbooks, you know, the brown shirts, everything. Um, with uh, when uh, Biden went up and talked about Goebbels and saying a lie, you know, they're, they're saying we're doing it, but it's really just a message that this is what they're doing. And I just am very concerned. I think that the movement of Trump, the, like everyone is saying, that if the U.S. falls, the world falls. And I'm very nervous about that. And that this is something that people need to step up. And I'm talking to everybody and people in the military. You need to find the courage because this is for our children. This is for our future. And we don't want to live on a planet that is controlled by people like the Bolsheviks. And that's essentially what's happening here. We get to see it firsthand, Dave, with how they're censoring us. And I think they've overplayed their hand big time. So people are seeing it with this COVID and, and they're, they're shutting down businesses. So people are seeing it firsthand. They've seen it with this election and we've been seeing it for years, but now we're, and we're even seeing it more with how much they're censoring us, but they're overplaying their hand. So everybody's seeing it and it'll get much worse. But I think the public needs to know. There's an old saying that says, uh, when you burn books, you'll soon burn people. And uh, the censorship on the net is the burning of the books. And uh, their intention is really clear. The Chinese are going to align with a more radical wing, eventually. The brown shirts will be considered to be the Pelosi's, the Schiff's, the Schumer's, and so forth. They'll do away with them, just like Hitler did. They will kill them. And that's the one thing we kind of laugh amongst ourselves. And I talk to my contacts. We laugh when <laughs> these people think that they're in bed with the communist Chinese and everything's going to be wonderful. Like the the governor of Georgia, Kemp, and his secretary of state, they'll yeah, kill yep. them. They're useful idiots right now. They'll kill them. And uh, the, the Chinese may partner with the radical wing, the Ocasio-Cortezes, the squad. They may kill them, too. But the Chinese are using these people to overthrow our country. That's that's yes. what the game is right now. I mean, you know, we've got Comey implicated now in the transference of voting machines to China before distribution and around the world to run our election. The Chinese rigged a lot of this election. And it was Comey behind these it. These people are so dumb. These people are so dumb they're blackmailed they're, I, I think the the chinese are also being directed by the city of london who are the globalists and the chinese this is how i, I view it, the chinese are in on it and they what they get out of it is north america and what they wanted and so they're useful tools for them because they're getting something out of it i don't think the chinese long term are going to like what they get either it's just they're going to like it in the next decade or so, and then they are going to get it too. It's not all fun and games for them, and I think the Chinese people are going to be victims in just like everybody else. But in the short run, they'll they'll get to enjoy the splendor, you know, what they what they took over. China will not have a homeland to go back to. I guarantee you, the submarines will take them out. But they don't care. They're yeah, crazy is... enough to figure relocation is just fine. <laughs> we don't care how many people we lose. That's the Chinese mentality. But the submarines will bury them. And I do believe 
if we, the good guys, prevail in space, that'll be a problem for them too. Um, I don't know how far this is going to go. I mean, we could really go to the sublime. Um, when you're talking about alien beings, I'm of the opinion that they're um, fallen angels disguised as alien beings with advanced technology. And um, Steve Quayle and I have gone down this path, and it's too much to go into right now. But I don't believe in aliens from Mars or whatever. I believe that this is the one-third of the angels cast down to Earth, Genesis 6. And I do believe there's going to be a war in space between them and the good people up there. I really, and I think that will actually decide the fate of mankind. No one's talking about this because the information lit on this is too tight. But there are people, because I knew things in the 90s I could only talk about privately, that I got to meet people who knew more than I did. And I'm telling you, this will be the final battleground. You may have heard of Project Bluebeam. And people, if you've not heard of that, you need to look it up. I've written about it a lot. It's a fake alien invasion of the Earth designed to consolidate power and subvert all national interests into a global entity. And I've taken a Christian worldview of this where I believe <clears throat> this is uh, Satan's way of unifying the planet. The tribulation starts, you know, mark of the beast and all this. And I think this is how it's likely going to be ushered in. And my father believed this in 1984. You see, he asked the Germans once, he said, you're 300 years ahead of us. How did you get all this stuff? And they said, well, we got it from aliens. And my dad said, well, did you ever meet them? And they said, no, but our commanders have. And from talking to them, my dad concluded, he took a biblical worldview. He said, I don't think they're aliens. I think they're demonic entities pretending to be aliens. And I think this is what CERN is about, to bring in entities from other dimensions that are satanic. Um, and this is something, you've got me to talk about something here tonight that I don't usually talk about. Um, because people will look at you and want to get the white well, butterfly Jesse net Sabolder out and put you says, away. Yeah, they think you're, they think you're they crazy. They think you're nuts. Jesse Sabolder says the exact same thing. She I'll, I'll says say, that they're uh, not yeah. aliens and that they're, yeah. they're demonic entities. But... Some people think that they're aliens and they're acting like, but they're or they're people or entities from another dimension acting like they're Satan and stuff to fool people. I don't know what the hell they are, but well, they I don't. Sure I would agree, us. other dimensions. I'll agree with that, but they're very satanic, and they pretend to be other than alien entities. Um, they're bad guys. If you really get back into the past of this, we should probably do a show on this. But um, the asteroid belt used to be um, uh, Satan's planet. It was destroyed in the war in the Dominions. And you know what's interesting, too? My friend Vance Davis, formerly of the NSA, in Vance's NSA training, he was taught the bad guys and good guys fought out in space, this eternal war in the cosmos. The bad guys lost, and they were cast to Earth, much to our misfortune. Very biblical, very Genesis 6 in his training. And Astra was destroyed. And... Uh, <laughs> You may have heard of pre-Adamic civilizations, for example, and India has evidence in its deserts where there are glass of past nuclear explosions. Well, in their Arvaic teachings, going back into their history, they talk about the Brahmastras, last spelling, A-S-T-R-A, in honor of Satan's home planet, Brahmastra. 
Now, don't say that in India because they'll beat you about the head and body because they tried to deny this, but it's in their teachings. And there were pre-Adamic wars, and uh, Satan was part of this, and they named their missile the Brahmastus, and very, very, very satanic in its origin. And uh, this war is also, you know, what uh, did the damage we see on Mars with the asteroid belt. Uh, do I believe this is true? Uh, I wish I had my dad around to talk to him about it, but I think he would believe it. Um, and what people don't really realize here, we focus on the Chinese and the Democrats today, but we have to understand the Democrats took God out of their party platform. They refused to even say one nation under God in the Pledge of Allegiance in their recent convention with the Democratic Party. This is a fight between good and evil. This is a fight between the forces of God and the forces of Satan when you break it down to its final common denominator. And I, I usually don't talk about this and I don't know really what possessed me to get into this. I usually keep my discussions on the military and political plane, but you have to look at how the Democrats are conducting themselves. Look at Nancy Pelosi talk and tell me she's normal. She's gone nuts. Look at Schumer. Yeah, he she's is gone. not normal. Adam Schiff, they're all possessed. They're all demonically possessed. Well, or something. They're they're off the charts. They're or they're so scared because they're blackmailed. It's it's very strange. I, I, I want to tell you one other thing, a source of mine tells me, you know, the different dimensions. I, I, you know, I'm just telling you what I hear. They're telling me that there's actual warfare going on right now, but in the spiritual dimension and they participate in it. Mm -hmm, the people mm -hmm. who can be, and then that's going on right now. There's a pastor in Scottsdale, Arizona, that if you go to his church long enough, they'll actually talk about that. He said that the spiritual warfare is manifesting itself and it's our dimension now and we can see it for the first time steve quayle talks about the same thing um do i think it's true i know it's true um this is why i tell people this um there are scientific studies that show the power of prayer and i and i come from a social science background psychology background primarily and there are studies that show this the power of prayer and uh they hate Christ. They hate Christians. If you look at who the Democrats shut down during the lockdown, they went after churches more than they went after anybody else. And, um, and, and they went after, they went after the economy of America too, because they don't want us to build a wage a long-term war against China. And that was part of the destruction of our economy because in a, in a long-term war, like you might have with China with a hundred million man army, you wouldn't have to convert peacetime industry to wartime industry like we did in World War II. Well, COVID has taken care of that. There's not much reserve out there right now. So whatever ha happens has to be nuclear. Um, there will be very oh, little geez. in the way of conventional warfare be because our, our economic resources are so depleted. Well, I, I know you don't have that much time, so I want to talk about a few other things. I, The nervousness I have about the, the nuclear warfare is that if nuclear war starts, it it expands into everywhere. Are you concerned about that? That you know, if their plan is to take out China, why wouldn't we get nuked as well? Well, maybe there's going to be divine intervention. 
I, I don't know. We are facing, I mean, if you have nuclear warfare to any substantial degree, you can have nuclear winter, which when an asteroid struck the Yucatan Peninsula, it wiped out the dinosaurs. The same thing could happen to us with a nuclear winter from a nuclear war. And Einstein theorized, he was really opposed to the first nuclear test. He thought enough nuclear bombs going off at the same time because it pulls energy from other dimensions that we could suspend gravity on the planet temporarily and we'd lose our oxygen and all be burned to death. That was Einstein's greatest fear. Happened to really? be my father's wow. greatest well, fear you know, too. Yeah, that's my dad struggles with listening about this because he says we're done if a nuclear war. He doesn't. He is very nervous. He was. Um, I don't know. We've talked about this. My father was the head of when he retired. He was at a colonel level, but in the Corps of Engineers, so he was a full colonel, level 15 or whatever that is. Um, but he was responsible for the whole Midwest, the Army Corps of Engineers, and. Um, he doesn't like to get into these conversations, but whenever we talk about other dimensions and things, he says, he always says that that's true. Or if we talk about uh, people having the ability, psychic ability and that stuff, he always says that's true. But he won't go into a lot of stuff. He doesn't like to talk about it. But he also says that if anything happens, he doesn't believe that our military will fold. He thinks our military will support this country and he won't they won't let a communist regime take over and the reason he says that is because they've been fighting for decades to fight off communism that's how they're always sold they're always sold that you're fighting for freedom and you're saving our country from freedom and tyranny and stuff so they're they wouldn't like i mean they're not going to just easily allow that to come here so trump does could could get a lot of troops really behind him Here's how it could work for Trump. The uh, generals know in a Chicom takeover they're dead. They they already know that. Um, they've some have considered going into hiding. That's a fool's errand, and they also know they can probably control their troops, because if the general tells the colonel, the colonel tr tells the commanding officers for the companies, and they all fall into line. They obey their commanding officers, especially if you're waving the flag. You may get an Obama implant that will say no, then you deal with them. In fact, I know this conversation's taken place on the uh, on ships, uh, officers on submarines. They've had meetings like the galley, maybe the five officers. Maybe one or two of them are Obama implants. And they tell them, something like this if we go down the path to where our nation's um, been attacked and we invoke our automatic protocols anyone who does not agree and go along with it will be deemed to be a traitor and will be executed summarily on the spot I know those conversations have taken place I'm not the only one out there that's talked about this the submarine fleet will carry out their mission they really will and the Chinese are the probably the only nation on the face of the earth that don't care if they lose their home country because they have designs on America. The Wee Fang speech to the CCP a couple years ago basically said 
the only objective we have is to occupy America and we don't want co-occupancy, meaning they want genocide. Oh my gosh. And that means Canada too. I mean, they're talking North America, not America. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. And the the water factor that I brought in earlier, I mentioned earlier that that's the big attraction for China. Uh, Trudeau, what about- I, I got to tell you the Chinese, the, the, the Canadian people need to take Trudeau out. I'm telling you, he needs they need to, to be deposed. Serious. Yeah. Do you see what's they going need on to get in very Quebec? very serious and understand what's on. Have you seen what's I, going I, on in Quebec? I know. They have checkpoints. They got, keep, tell us what's going on in Quebec. Well, they got an eight to five curfew because of <clears throat> COVID, like COVID comes out at 8.01 and disappears at 4.59 a.m. And uh, they have checkpoints. They fine the Canadian $6,000 if they're out. They have real limited excuses on what allows them to be out. They're using the fake COVID nonsense with a 0.2% death rate when you eliminate the um, the comorbid conditions. By the way, the average person that dies from COVID has 2.9 comorbid conditions. And yep. so Quebec yep. is a testing ground for Canadian martial law. It's going to spread. The Canadians have their isolation camps. They're the equivalent here of what Celeste and I, Celeste Solomon and I have called the ESF number 8 through 14 which are HHS documents that talk about medical martial law. Here's what's interesting. In these documents in which you can be taken away for the sniffles, the cough or whatever, and they say you're communicable or you've been exposed to someone they say is communicable, they take you to these camps and they go into very elaborate detail how they transport and so forth and so on. But here's where it gets really interesting. There are 17 agencies involved in these camps and not one of them provides medical service, not one. <laughs> so they're extermination camps. They're not medical martial law camps. Mm -hmm. You can take that to the bank. And okay. this is what the Canadians are setting up. It's what this New York bill, Senate bill 416 is setting up. Newsom is talking about doing it. Um, this is going rampant through New Zealand. And New Zealand, I, I told people watch New Zealand, Australia, because this, uh, these are the testing grounds for what they're going to do to us. Well, I have somebody who is lives pretty close to uh, the estate of Bill Gates, and he says that the elites are using that there's an outer area of New Zealand that they're using as their oasis. They don't really have rules there or anything, and because they don't want the Gates doesn't want to follow the rules, you know, they don't, the elites don't. So New Zealand is used as kind of an oasis. They want to get away place that they can be free while all this happens to everybody else. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's yeah. exactly right. Well, I, can you leave us, can you leave us with a, a word of wisdom that can be at least uplifting a bit? Dig something out. The best thing I can say the Trump plan that I've laid out, I think, has has a lot of holes in it. And I think we're at desperation time. And um, I'm not going to say this is a panacea and everything's going to be fine. Even if Trump stays in office, we're condemned to living in a nation that will resemble Bosnia in 1992 on only on a much larger scale. And what I say um, to people is we can have 500 million handguns 
but you can't change what's in people's hearts and what's their minds. And, and we have two opposing forces in this country, clearly dedicated to both sides. I believe the redemptive power of prayer is the only answer we have. We're a nation under judgment because we have murdered uh, how many tens of millions of babies. We have embraced every hedonistic lifestyle. Transgenderism is supported as normal. You know, I, I'm a, I was a trained mental health therapist. I worked in that field for a while. And we used to call this um, gender identity disorder under DSM. I think it was DSM-4 at the time when I was training. And now we promote this as a virtue above the sanctity of marriage, the family is made yes. fun of, family privilege, anything that reflects traditional Judaic Christian values is under extreme attack by the Satanists. And I'm saying the only way to combat this is you have to fight them on the level that they're invoking, which is Satanism. And the power of prayer is the way to do it. People have to ask for forgiveness. We have to admit what we have done as a nation is just as bad as Sodom and Gomorrah. And then we have to ask for guidance after we ask for forgiveness. And I think if we would do this in great enough numbers, God would lift his judgment off our nation. And we could once again return to normal. And we could kick the, I, I believe we could kick the can of the final days the end days down the road to a future generation. The chances of this happening, I think, are slim and none. But it's I'm limited because I have earthly intelligence. I'm hopeful people will embrace the Lord, and I believe that's our only chance. Well, thank you, Dave. We need you back. Give your spiel on where people can find you quick, because I know you need to go. Um, if, if, and if, I, I'm going to have you back. So. How, how they find me? Well, temporarily. Uh, I got a YouTube channel by the same name, The Common Sense Show. We have a TV show, thecommonsenseshow.tv, and you just put that in. And we also have podcasts, and uh, we, like I said, we have a, a website that's doing pretty well as long as they don't come after me there too as well. And we are on three different radio networks, so we're pretty easy to find. You can link into all that stuff at our website at thecommonsenseshow.com. And thank you for letting me say those things. And Thanks again for having me on your terrific show. Thank you, Dave, and I'm going to have you back soon. You have a wonderful night, and please stay safe. Okay, thanks, Sarah. Bye-bye. Yep, bye-bye.